Hello, and thank you for joining us on another episode of Why Theory. As always, I am your host, Ryan Engley, joined, as always, by co-host Todd McGowan. Todd, how you doing, buddy? Hi, Ryan. Good to talk to you today. Yes, it is good, and we are continuing our uh, our series on real symbolic imaginary, and we are today going to talk about the symbolic, which um, seems as though the, I think, the simplest of the uh, of the three orders for Lacan, but I, I think it might actually be the the, the toughest. Yeah, I think that's right. I think that's yeah, right. it's because it seems as though I think it's the symbolic is just like the situation and the play of symbols into which we all enter, and that I don't know. I I think it's it's maybe the it's, it's the easiest to get for that reason, which is good. Um, but there's, uh, Lacan has a lot of, um, interesting, uh, well, ways he wants to push us to think about that order. And I think we want to push, um, Lacan's idea and, and look at how it, you know, interacts with the, with the other orders. It's, um, it's interesting that, um, when Lacan introduces the ideas, he introduces them imaginary, symbolic, real. And then later he has a seminar. It's not translated into English called RSI, which goes real symbolic imaginary. And what I like about it is he flips uh, the, uh, the emphasis on imaginary and real, but symbolic remains in the same place, which is, uh, I think not an accident. And I think it's, um, actually the symbolic remaining in the same place, um, is something that is a significant, uh, vis-a-vis Perloin letter, uh, lecture, which we'll talk about uh, a little bit later, but yeah, well, opening opening thoughts. Yeah, on, I think that's uh, that's this. interesting. I think it is true that the symbolic seems the easiest to grasp, and yet maybe is the hardest order to grasp. And I also think it's interesting that it's in the middle because the whole point of the symbolic is that it connects things together as a layer of mediation. Mm-hmm. That it's always mm-hmm. that without the symbolic, we could never have we couldn't have this conversation that we're having right now because we're having it with using symbols. And it's the basis for all social exchange, social interaction. So I think the fact that he put always puts it in the middle, even so in the beginning, it's he's going in the direction of imaginary to real with symbolic in the middle. And in Seminar 22, he's going the opposite direction. It's still in the middle. I think that's really important. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so let's, uh, let's get stuck into the middle by actually going to the beginning. So Seminar 2, early, and this is uh, on uh, page... Uh, 29 he has some really great lines on uh on this on the symbolic uh in in a seminar which introduces uh and begins to get into the complexity of the idea so yeah in fact you know um slavoj once said that to me that this is he calls this the symbolic seminar really it is the seminar he thinks most devoted to the symbolic order i think that's true and i think that's interesting that um that he he would say that I mean, I, I, he wouldn't say that if he didn't think it was, like, relevant to the later... I mean, obviously, like, Slavoj is one of the um, the major... Prop- where Lacan was the major proponent of um, Freud as the thinker of drive, uh, Slavoj and Joan Kopchak and, you know, and, and, and you certainly after uh, the, the beginning of, of their, their careers, like, the major proponent of uh, Lacan as the thinker of the, the real, like, because... Right. Bef- you know, for a long time in the, the seventies, you know, Christian Metz and, um, you know, Jean Baudry and, uh, Laura Mulvey were very much talking about Lacan as the, the, a thinker of the imaginary, right. um, these, you know, as it related to, um, to film theory. So anyway, it's interesting to me that, uh, 
the Slavoj, you know, major proponent of uh, the the late of, of reorienting the emphasis on how we read Lacan, would consider the something this early to be to continue to be relevant. That's that's pretty great. Yeah, yeah, I think he he thinks in terms of just to understand how the symbolic functions and what it is. I think he his view is that this is the most important seminar. So that's that is something. That's a big. All right, so we got the. Um, we got the, you know, like the 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 Charles Barkley guarantee, right? Like it's like that's what we got from Slavoj on this. Right. Is the uh, is right. his big uh, his big cosine. So um, this is early. It's in a in a lecture titled the um, the symbolic universe. And just a few lines here to to, to get us started. So page twenty nine, uh, the symbolic function is not new as a function. It has its beginnings elsewhere than in the human order, but they are only beginnings. The human order is characterized by the fact that the symbolic function intervenes at every moment and at every stage of its existence. In other words, the whole thing holds together. In order to conceive what happens in the domain proper to the human order, we must start with the idea, this is the most important part, we must start with the idea that this order constitutes a totality. In the symbolic order, the totality is called a universe. The symbolic order from the first takes on its universal character. It isn't constituted bit by bit. As soon as the symbol arrives, there is a universe of symbols. So I'm going to cut that off there. So that is... Um, I think crucial and something that in even uh, popular understandings of, of Lacan that, you know, end up in um, like beginning readers and psychoanalysis, something we talk about all the time, um, that notion that the symbolic isn't constituted bit by bit, I, I it, it sometimes I think people come into Lacan thinking that this, he thinks the symbolic is constituted bit by bit and that it begins with imaginary misidentification and then we get into the symbolic and then we have these symbolic exchanges and then bit by bit, um, our symbolic universe is, uh, you know, uh, created, uh, concretized for us. But that's not what he's saying. He's literally not saying that. Like he, he says it isn't constituted bit by bit. It is a whole order, W-H-O-L-E, and that we, we enter into it like right from the beginning. Yeah, I think that's great. So that means that even if you only have one word, you're already fully within the symbolic, right? Like that's yeah. the point. That's and I think it's because what the symbolic does, it does two things. It and these two things are related. That it orients the terrain for you, gives you mm-hmm. a terrain on which to exist, which to play, and then orients your position and determines where things are. And I think so important for Lacan, it, it identifies the limits to the terrain. So when he says it's always mm-hmm. a whole what he means there. And, it, and, and I think by identifying the limits, creating a symbolic universe, when that happens, then we, we all of a sudden, everything coheres. And I think that's mm-hmm. really something that's really important to the notion of the symbolic, that it all holds together. And that coherence, yeah. of course, the real is a disruption within the coherence, but there still is a coherence within external limits. And there's no way within that symbolic universe to get out of those limits. And I think that's, for Lacan... It's on the one hand, obviously limiting because they are limits, but on the other hand, it's it's a it's a a, a productive limit, right? Like it's a limit that mm-hmm. allows you to have a space in which you can operate. And if the space was unlimited, then you wouldn't have any room to maneuver. So it's an interesting kind of paradox that the very limitation on your space to maneuver is the thing that gives you any space to maneuver at all. Yeah, it's it's why I um I like to think of um Lacan and the symbolic as a theory of radical coherence. And uh this is this gets into 
you know, things that I think about uh, seriality, which I think we'll probably get into a little bit, but we'll come out more when we do the second seminar proper, I guess. But I, I think that what he is talking about with uh, with the symbolic and the way that it that it holds together is that despite oh, despite gaps, despite um, uh misidentification and this, this despite the like as you said the presence of uh, of the real somehow the symbolic plane it it is whole and a totality to us and the moments when we experience break are fewer uh than one would think if you just laid it out like if if the system as we were kind of talking about in the the previous episode about the real, like if, if the real is this impossible whole in the symbolic upon, upon which symbolic like um, interactions are curved and you could maybe make the argument. I mean, this is kind of the idea of seeing him as a theorist of the real is that like the symbolic de- depends on this uh, traumatic interruption. Right. Um, then if you, again, you just look at that plainly everything all symbolic interactions should seem like arbitrary and, and 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 meaningless and they don't and it holds together and we take part in them and like that's kind of i think that's the that's the idea and that's where um i i i think the 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 radical uh, no, th- this is where you could start to see the 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 symbolic as as more complicated uh, uh, than it seems at first like it it isn't just like you know we all agree that these words mean not the same thing, but the words that you and I are using to talk to each other mean 80% enough of the same thing that we can talk to each other through a kind of understanding. Like, and every, and, and, and everyone does that. So right. That, isn't it? that just, it just seems like, so, so it just seems like it's just like boring toast, like with, with, you know, with like with, with no butter on it, like even like that, that, that's what the symbolic order is. It's just the base of all kinds of interactions, but th- there is something radical to that. Like, like why, like why, why does it right. hold together? Right. I at, think that's all. such a great, such a great comment. I think that, and I think that Lacan's distinction between the meaning that I intend, and this is all, I think this is this very psychoanalytic distinction too. the meaning mm-hmm. that I intend and the signification of what I say is really, that's truly to the point of what you're saying, right? Like mm-hmm. that, 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 what I intend as my meaning doesn't impact your understanding of the significance of what I've said in any yeah. way, right? My meaning mm-hmm. is really dis- is is disjoint from that. My meaning is imaginary, I think, mm-hmm. and the significance or signification of what I say is symbolic, and that's what you're interpreting. And so I think that, and and I think that's the key that that the way in which it's divorced from individual experience is really a, a thing that allows us to hold together. And I really love what you're saying about coherence and the fact that it's we have that coherence from the beginning because what that means is that the liberal conception that I start out just as an isolated being mm-hmm. is for Lacan completely wrong. Like there, there mm-hmm. is no initial isolation. Instead, there's this initial imbrication within the whole symbolic structure that everybody else is within. And so there's mm-hmm. no, there's no initial, like a first I'm outside, then I, and I think that's what's wrong with that version of imaginary, then to symbolic, then yeah. to real, right? Because that mm-hmm. says like, first I start out outside 
And then I move, make this move in. And Lacan's whole point is, no, you're in from the beginning because there's no, it's impossible actually to make that step from outside to inside because it's always a whole. And I think that notion, like I think we tend to think of whole as oppressive, but I think mm-hmm. if you think of whole as tied to we're all in it as a collectivity, then it's mm-hmm. just, it's, it seems less oppressive and I think is becomes a kind of antidote to the liberal version of subjectivity that Lacan, I think, is fighting against in that statement that you read. Yeah, it's it's pretty fascinating. I mean, he, he also, you know, he says in um, elsewhere in, in Seminar 2, I, possibly even a couple pages later from where, from where I was reading that, like, you... you he's explicit. You can knock it outside the symbolic to, to, to look at it. Like we're, we're, we're in it. Like you're, you're in it. The, the moment that, that you, that you speak about it, he's very close, I think to saying like, there is no meta language, which is a thing he'll, you know, uh, right. uh, another axiomatic, uh, phrase of, or aphorism. I think we, uh, as we call them on the podcast, um, th- that he'll get to later in his, uh, in his career. But he's, this is p- part of the reason why is, and what he means by that, that phrase uh, there is no meta language. There's no position within language that you can get to be outside of it to critique it. Right. And it's also like there's no meta symbolic territory. So like even though you and I right now are having this conversation about symbolic exchanges, the symbol, the symbolic order, how it is tied together, like we're not you know, we're, I don't know, we're not like, like, like sipping tea and looking at the other people who engage in the some symbolic exchanges that we are smart enough to know not to. It's like, no, we're like, we're in it right now. Like there's not, you can't, you can't not be in it. Right. Uh, isn't it, it like a, yeah. isn't it like a picture of the Milky Way? You know, have you seen these pictures? Oh, like, interesting. Yeah. You know, yeah there's yeah. pictures of Milky Way that they make it seem like they're looking <laughs> at the Milky huh? Way from externally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but of course they, they it's, it's funny because they can't, like they're, they're yeah. giving us a picture of the Milky Way from within the Milky Way. So that's yeah. the, or they're extrapolating what the Milky Way, I think that's often what they do, is they extrapolate yeah. what they think it has to look like on the basis of the way in which light's received into various telescopes. But, you know, mm-hmm. it's you can't, I mean, obviously, if you had the proper spaceship, you could get outside the Milky Way and look. But in, in the case of the symbolic order, there's no such spaceship, right? Like there's mm-hmm. no, mm-hmm. But, which doesn't mean you can't have these, like we're having right now, reflective, reflexive, Sure. conversations about it. But the point is that they never, even those conversations don't get out. And I think that's what he means by there is no meta language, right? That mm-hmm. you can't, there's no way to step outside and look at it. And I think that's actually tied. But the reason why you can have the conversation that we're having is because mm-hmm. of that symbolic relation to the real, right? Because mm-hmm. the whole point about, okay, the symbolic is whole, but the fact that it has a whole H-O-L-E within mm-hmm. it is what makes us gives us the ability to talk about it as a whole. Because if it was yeah. just if it was if it was airtight, mm-hmm. then we would never have that ability to talk about it. Yeah, I, I love. So this is a um, my this is the, a metaphor that I like to sort of explain this relation is that if you look at um, like a like a chain like an old bicycle chain right like a like a that you'd lock up a bike with. Um, you're looking at it and what you think makes the chain is the metal links that, that connect to each other. Cause right. like if they don't, if, if one is broken, it, then it falls apart. But the Lacan's point, And if you want to see the relationship between the symbolic is and, and real is it's not connected by the metal links themselves. It's connected by the gaps. That's right. the connective tissue 
of 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 the of the links. And the you bike wouldn't it, run yeah. without the gaps. Ex- yeah. yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. It's right. and yeah, a, a fence is not held together by the by the metal. It's it's held together by the the gaps in the in 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 the fencing. That's what that that's the relation. That's how to see the relationship between the symbolic and the real is when you look at it, you see a metal fence and, but what holds it together, like the, like the, the, the glue of it is this hole H O L E that that just, just riddled with it, but you're looking at it and you see, you see a fence. You know what, you know what we see? It's interesting because what we see is an image, right? Like I think that's the, I think that's where he's, He's understanding the way imaginary then relates to that mm-hmm. symbolic real divide. It, it's the imaginary that causes us to miss the gap and to look at what is present there rather than the role that absence plays in forming the symbolic structure, right? Like that's mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. it seems like to me we're, that his whole point is that we're deceived by the image, the Im- because what we look at when we look at a fence is what's, what, what is, is an image and not what's mm-hmm. missing in the image. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's very, very nice. And and that's, um, I mean, it, again, it's uh, it makes sense that in seminar two he also talks about uh, like images, and and that's the um, he gets into the, uh, the the thing we talked about um, in the in the other episode, the the uh, the, the bouquet, right? The right, down, right. The inverted yeah, bouquet, yeah. Inverted yeah. bouquet, yeah. Um, which, but but isn't it? Yeah. yeah, I I just just a quick thing. Like, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Isn't it true that? you cannot perceive the symbolic that, that in a way you have to see the symbolic through That's the nice. imaginary, like the imaginary yeah. is what mm-hmm. we see and mm-hmm. that we don't see that because the symbolic is the structure underlying things. It's like, you don't see the rules of a chess game, right? Like you just uh, see, you yeah. just see the pieces, you see the images that are given to you, but you don't see the rules that are and the rules of movement that are underlying the structure of the game. And I think that's, that's a key thing to understanding the symbolic, and that's part of the reason why I think other people prior to Lacan didn't didn't fully grasp the important. I mean, Saussure obviously is mm-hmm. thinking of the symbolic as very important, but but prior to him, there's not that sense of the importance of the symbolic because there's a way in which people miss the symbolic just because it's not seen; it's not there to be seen. That's interesting. So, would you say that like is is the symbolic air like seeing air? Right, like a, right, yeah, right, can, right, like right, right, you, right. You could, you just can't do it. What you are seeing instead is is images, or would, would be the imaginary, or you're seeing, oh, it sh- that shouldn't look like that. That's I'm, I'm like, I'm looking at a, you know, a, a, a distortion of the of the, how things should be normally because you know there's uh, like there's uh, there's there's protests and I'm seeing something I saw one way. Uh, like, you know, I mean, politically, I think, you know, this happening in the United States to a lot of people is like they saw policing one way and then you see these images is totally changing that. Right. So like you see you only you either see imaginary or you see real. Um, that's and, really good, Ryan. I yeah. think that's right. You can see the real and you can see the, the imaginary. Of course, you can see. But I think you can see these real disruptions. But what you can't see is the symbolic structure. And I think that's what allows, you know, uh, people who are in authority to operate without, you know, with impunity a lot of times, mm. because the symbolic structure is necessarily obscured from view. And in contrast, the things that we're able to see are, 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 are they're evident, you know, like the, the, like, I think in terms of, I think this is, Slavoj talks about this a little bit in terms of 
of when he talks about violence in terms of objective mm-hmm. violence versus subjective violence. I think mm-hmm. that we can see, so we can see certain kinds of violence, but mm-hmm. then the violence that's associated with the structure, which is symbolic, mm-hmm. we, we, we can't see. And so I think that's, a, that, that's one way to think of this opposition between symbolic and imaginary, which is, and, and also the, the weight that the symbolic has. That's interesting. I mean, I think that makes it clear why it is for, I mean, for, there are a lot of reasons why in, um, in America that we, we in general don't see like systemic and structural violence, but that is, I think a pretty good one is that it's tied to the symbolic is that like, it's just, it is, it is like trying to see the air to see, to see the, like you can see the, like the extremes of like uh, of of a of a, a a filthy rich person or like a completely like destitute person and you can literally see those things and you can you can put a uh, an imaginary gloss on on one or the other right like both of them deserved what they got right like that's right. like a of a, a, a continuing fiction that this country likes to perpetuate cuz we begin with the american dream which is itself i don't know there's a more imaginary uh, a, a fiction that that starts um, a, a symbolic reality than that, and I mean, we—it's not unique to this country, but it is—it is determinative in a, a lot of aspects. And so, it's hard to get out of uh, of of that, and and like it's easy to when you see like I don't know, like like uh, so, like abuses. I put in air quotes in the um in in the symbolic space you see like, well, that's a one-off thing. So let's try to make sure that that doesn't happen to kind of uphold the way the, the symbolic works. Right. Um, but it's, it, you, you, you can't do it that way. I, I think that, I think this is where it's very, it's very easy for, look, you and I both work at, uh, at, in, in, at colleges. So, um, everyone has put out the, the pro black lives matter statements. Like everyone's totally there. We're going to end structural and systemic racism. We're totally going to do it. How? And it's like we like the the university is a part of that functioning. And it's again, you're like you're asking the university to see itself. You are asking like again, you're it's like trying to see the air. And so until you realize that's what you have to do, I think any project of like dismantling the symbolic functions it, it just it, it makes it impossible to conceive until you understand that that's what you're trying to do is that you're trying to you're trying to see the air and that what right that what you're looking at is invisible right like that yeah. I think that mm-hmm. is absolutely right and I think the you know I like this notion of the of the stock market like you you can like you can't see the way in which capital on an everyday level the violence of it yeah but you can yeah. see it in Bernie Madoff, maybe, but even him, yeah, like, yeah, I don't yeah. know that you think of him as a violent criminal, right? Like people think of him right. as a non, mm-hmm. he's put away with the nonviolent offenders. White collar, right? It's a white, white collar, collar right, right, exactly. Yeah. Whereas somebody who knocks over a liquor store, like th- with a gun, like they're put in the category of the violent, even if they don't shoot anyone, but we, mm-hmm. we believe we can see the violence in that case, I think. Right. Or, I mean, not that we believe it, we really can see the violence. Whereas, mm-hmm. just like you said, the symbolic violence associated with the structure is just, it's, it, it can't be seen because it's not there to be seen. It's, it's, it happens, it's so tied to the structure that it doesn't have an imaginary, or even if you conceive it in, or perceive it in an imaginary way, you're missing it. 
right? So yeah. even if you create like this person who stands in for it, like I often will say in class, I'll use Bill Gates as a sort of stand in for mm -hmm. capitalist rapaciousness, right? Or capital mm -hmm. the horrors of capital. But of course, that is, I get all these objections like, no, he's really a good he's guy. He's a good he guy. I mean, come on. <laughs> right, right. Whatever. Yeah, okay, we know better. The than, world. Yeah, right. We know no, better no, no. That. That's perfect. No, that's perfect, though. But, because what Well, they, that's what I was going to say, Ryan. Yeah, is, I was going to yeah. say that, that the, the image actually always misses the mark. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, I interrupted. Oh, no, no, no. Just that, like, well, I mean, the because what people want to see is like, Okay, if you want the the like the the lecherous uh, image of the of the wealthy person, it's like it's it's Trump, right? Like that's the that's the that's the image. And like Gates is like, no, he's trying to. He believes in science. He's doing. It's like you you like you are um like it's it's <laughs> to, to be Marshall McLuhan for a second. You are you're seeing content and thinking that that tells you about form, and uh and it and it and it doesn't. You know, like you're 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 seeing you're seeing the um the imaginary and telling me what the symbolic is, but that's not that's not it. Like it's 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 easy to see the violence of Trump, and it's harder to see the violence of Gates, and that doesn't mean that they're the same and it doesn't mean that like that it again it doesn't make them guilty of the same thing it makes them it, i mean it makes them uh makes them guilty of the capitalist rapaciousness as, as you said but it like uh i i guess they're 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 i don't know what's the what's the difference because i'm not i don't i don't want to say that like you know, this is like the like a like an internet argument move. It's like, well, but did you know that Obama did terrible things with drone strikes? So he's just as bad as Trump. And it's like you're like like flattening like a like a like a distinction, right? Uh, no, actually, I, I in, in, in order to actually no, I think I, I found it. It's flattening okay. a distinction in 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 order to not see it, and it it really is like to not talk about the thing, right? Like if you right. if you to 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 to, to articulate in any way that like. And this is how the debate goes: that like that Trump and Gates are similar is actually to to miss the critique of capitalism and ends up becoming like a like a like a personal kind of kind of thing, right. I guess. But between right. the two of them, which is why I, I like to choose Gates as an example, because personally, I think he probably is a good guy and he's doing his best for you know AIDS internationally and all these things, global warming, right? Like, it, mm -hmm. but but the whole point is that doesn't matter. And I think yeah. that's the you know because of the position, the structural symbolic position he occupies within the capitalist universe that he has a certain effect. And I think that's, that's one of the real things that Lacan's getting at with this notion of symbolic order, that the position you're in means so much more than whether you're a good person or not, right? Like that, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like it's the position you occupy that determines what you're going to do Rather than oh nice, you know, it reminds me of that um, scene from Glenn Gary Glenn Ross when Alec Baldwin <laughs> goes around the room and he's like, "Nice guy, I don't give a shit." And yeah. <laughs> that's kind of what Lacan yeah. is saying. He's like, "Nice yeah. guy, I don't give a shit." Like, I you are the structural position that you occupy. I mean, not totally. And again, there is this imaginary difference. Not in a. I don't mean this as a slight. There is an imaginary difference between Gates and Trump, right? Right. But, mm -hmm. but, mm -hmm. but still. The symbolic position occupied means that you're you're going to do something no matter whether you will it or not. And I think this is another way in which psychoanalysis is against the notion of conscious will and posits something mm. else behind there doing the doing the work. Yeah, it's well, and, and I think this is you are you. The symbolic is the way in which you are spoken. 
not the way that you speak. Would that be right? Right. No, it's great. And then the imaginary is the way that you speak. You could think you could say it in that way. Although, of course, the way that you speak is is driven by the symbolic as well. But I, I love that notion that it's the way you're spoken. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's interesting. So yeah, the the symbol is for closers, right? Is that what yeah. you would say? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that's what he's saying when he goes around mm-hmm. there. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's interesting. Um, so, all right, you want like, I, I think we have some we have some examples that we want to get into. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. All right. So um, let's start at a at a very at a at a at a mundane, the absolute most mundane level, which is you and I walk by each other. Yeah. And you say. Hi, to me. How you doing? How you doing? And I'm supposed to say, good, you? That's, right. that's okay. That's, that's, and then the, that's we, the rules of the exchange, right? That's, that's the rules, the, of, to use the Jean Renoir term, that's the rules of the game. Right, okay. So let's, let's try it another way. Is you say, like, hi, how you doing? And then I say, ugh, man, it's, just a, it's a tough day. Uh, I, I stubbed my toe when I woke up. And just like it, it all got bad from there, I I was I wanted to have tea with two tea bags, and I only had one, and like then the the sugar, it was just like the butt. You didn't want that, did you? No. After you know? I punched you in the face, then what happened? <laughs> <laughs> because funny. I say that because your gesture is a, actually equivalent to kind of a punch in the face, right? Like it's a it's saying, oh wait a minute, you're approaching me with, I'm a member of the symbolic pact. You're a member of the symbolic pact, and I'm not gonna. I'm not going to treat you that way. I'm not going to treat you as another member of the symbolic pact. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what it's, you're saying when you start it, to yeah. talk about your your stomach, your poor to stomach. To literally, to literally answer the question. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. like that's yeah. And okay, they'll go a little bit further. So, so you just so say hi. How you doing to me? Hi. How you doing, Ryan? Look, let's not do this. I know you're just we're just walking by, and you're just trying to acknowledge me as a member of the symbolic pact. And unless you really want to talk to me, I don't want it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that again is a refusal, right? And a, right. an act of violence again. Yeah. Yeah. It's in, and that is, a, that makes it, makes it an encounter, right? Like, like I, like, right. Right. and, and I think that, um, th- what I just did, I think, um, Lacan would align with like the, with like the position of the psychotic, right? right. Like, like right. it's this, like, look, uh, like I, I see I, through all symbolic fictions. Exactly. Exactly. And it's at that level that like, yes, of course there is a, there's total, there is, there is a kind of truth on that side, which is like, yes, it is like, why do these things, why do these things have meaning? Well, you know what? Like we repeat them and it's right. through the repetition. It contain it, 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 it maintains this consistency that is itself, imaginary it's it's and but to be to 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 be on the outside of it me like you you actually you think you're being outside of it doing something like that but you're not you're still like you're 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 wrapped up in it and maybe like it's this like the the oppressiveness of the rules of the game uh it means that you are you're not again. You're not outside the symbolic because you can't be, but you're not um, operating uh, smoothly within it. Right. And, right. Yeah. I was just going to say that. Don't you think that the psychotic and that position, which you just articulated, believes that they can get outside 
but yeah. they're in, right? Like that's yeah. the whole the whole point is the psychotic is not actually outside the symbolic pact because they they're talking to you, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're they're still within, yet they have they're operating out of this fundamental belief that they can get out. I think, and that's the yeah that's the and real deception. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, nice. Uh, <laughs> shout out to uh, Jennifer Friedlander. <laughs> that's Very right, nice. Jennifer Friedlander's book. Very good book. Um, uh, so but what I, I want to give you an, another example of this yeah, encounter. Ahead. So this is mm-hmm. this happened to me maybe 10 years ago, and I was walking down the hall at University of Vermont, and I ran to a colleague named Huck Gutman. I'm going to say his name because what he did was <laughs> – it wasn't that bad. It was fine. Yeah. It's actually – I think he would think that what he – I mean, I know what he think. He thinks that what he did was the appropriate thing. Anyway, so he says to me, how also, are just, you? Also, just just all, one of the, I think, a top 15 all-time name, I think. It's a great name, yeah. It's a great Huck name. Huck Gutman, yeah. 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 And he was uh, – and another thing he deserves a lot of accolades for, he took a leave from his university job to work for Bernie Sanders when he became senator. So right. very, very impressive. So anyway, uh, he – We're going to smear him forever. No, I'm not <laughs> smearing him, but I want to tell another little story before I get right. to the main story. So this right. it actually has something to do with the symbolic too okay. and also something I'm going to talk about later. So I'm walking down the hall one day and I, I see the – chair of the English department, Dan Fogel, and I said to him, who's another, he used to be the president of University of Vermont, and I said, I, he was wearing a nice three-piece suit and a tie, and I said, do they let you wear that? And <laughs> Huck Gutman was standing next to him, he goes, wait a minute, are you allowed to say that to him? Like, he was so upset that I had said that about about the, because he had, he had told other students in his classes that I wore the, I often would wear a skull cap to class and he thought oh, that yeah. was terribly inappropriate <laughs> of me to wear a, like a street garb into class. So anyway, so that happened, but here's the thing. So, okay. so I, uh, that's, has a symbolic obviously weight to it too, but here's, right, so right. I'm, I'm walking down the hall. I said, uh, Huck says to me, how are you, Todd? I said, I'm okay. How are you doing? And he said, he looked, stop me. He's like, look, life is too short. Don't just be okay. You got to really, you got to be excellent. Make sure you're doing excellent. What's wrong? Uh-huh. You know, and I thought, I felt this real super egoic imperative that I needed to be excellent. <laughs> but the result of that is that I always say okay now after that. But I never say even yeah. good. I just say okay. Um, but it's interesting how he he violated the the pact in a different kind of way there. Yeah. He, he demanded that you be like, no, you got to be better than okay. Like right. you, you, right. yeah, like, like you have to, yeah, yeah, you have to respond in a, in a heightened manner. I think that that's, uh, yeah, that's a, another way to violate the, pa- like, right. Like, well, look, it's, like, it's giving you, when you expect just a normal, that some exchange is going to happen on a level of the ego, right? Like nothing, mm-hmm. don't let, there's nothing to see here. Nothing's happening. Just two people passing themselves. He interjects the super ego. Yeah, I I almost want to. I'm I'm almost tempted to say it's another way of adopting the position of the psychotic. Like he, but it's I mean it's perverse because he decided to take you literally, right? right. And and you right. know in, into embarrass you. To, to, well, no, to I think he, or no. To be honest, I think he he felt concern for me. I think he thought that yeah. I was it was too bad that I was just stuck in okayness. And then I had to launch into this long thing. I said, "Look, I, I'm I'm I follow Freud on the notion of like common human unhappiness, right? Like, <laughs> like that's my that's my that's my normal point. That's what I want to stay in." And and then that's, he was I mean, he was not satisfied with that either. No, sure. <laughs> I just I don't know, man. I think that that's like being a terrorist to social interactions. A yeah, bit, probably. But, but he yeah. meant that he meant well. Well, okay. Well, that's nice. Uh, yeah. 
yeah, that's funny. Uh, so that's a good one. So that that's a, so different ways of violence. So here's here's the point. There, these are different ways of engaging in the symbolic pact that um, I, I show. It's actually, I mean, it's almost the same thing as as it being in the middle of like the way yes. that Lacan orders it yes. like, of, of, of ISR RSI, like the symbolic didn't move at, right. a, and, and in any of these examples, like, like the, you, you had, again, you have different people f- filling it with different content, but like the symbolic does not move. It's like, funny because yeah. don't you, you know, Lacan says this, the real always returns to its same place. Yeah. And yeah. there's a way in which it's the symbolic, like you're, you keep getting at like the symbolic as the, as the site of mediation also almost yeah. always stays in the same place as well. Or maybe it's, yeah. I don't know, maybe that's not right, but it does seem like that in every example we talked about, it does have this kind of like, it's always there where, you know, yeah. no matter what our attitude toward it is. Well, I think what I would say is um, to talk about TV for a second, like the yeah. structure of, of, a, of a television sitcom. Um, Seinfeld's really exemplary in this. I think Cheers is as well, is that like, and um, I like a number of different shows is that like, if there is a center to the show, that center can only ever get so high and can only ever be so low. And the people around that person, Seinfeld does this, like it is, is meta aware of this. And part of the reason is just like Jerry Seinfeld, not a good actor, but it doesn't matter. But like, uh, in the, the well-known episode, the, uh, the opposite where George Costanza does the opposite of every, uh, of his impulses because he's been doing the same thing his entire life and it's been wrong. So the opposite therefore must be the correct okay. thing to do. Yeah. In that episode, the, the there's a, um, an overlooked storyline where, where Jerry loses a gig and then immediately gets another one. And he, um, he, you know, he lost like five bucks, but found a 20, in his, in his jacket, you know, that he hadn't worn in a long time. And Kramer says he's, he's even Stevens. And then in the same episode, um, Elaine uh, has a great boyfriend. Um, and he gets in a car accident. They're supposed to go to a movie and she doesn't go see him immediately. She grabs, uh, she buys some juji fruit from the concession stand at the movie. And then she goes to see her boyfriend. She's just chowing down on juji fruit. And he asks her, when did you get that? And she says, after I heard you were in the hospital, she just blurts it out like a little bit. And he says, so you heard that I was in a major accident, could have died. And you said, I'll stop off for some juji fruit. (laughs) And it begins this whole thing for her where she, she loses a boyfriend. She loses a job. She's like, she becomes George is what happened. So anyway, the only, so the reason why Elaine can fall and George can rise is because Jerry stays in the same place. He stays in the same apartment. He, he, he's never that he, he's never that good of a comedian, but he's not a terrible comedian. He has to stay basically in a, in a central spot. Like he has to in some way be a homeostatic kind of, uh, uh, character. And this, this even happens in dramas where there is a main character who can grow in certain ways emotionally, but can't like completely change because otherwise the premise of the show would change, you know, like, like George can change jobs. Elaine can change jobs. She can like do a lot of different things. Jerry can't change jobs or the premise of the show is something else. You know, Sam, Sam Malone cannot not work in a bar. You know, and they even they even do this at like the beginning of um, season six with uh, when the, um, the uh, Shelley Long changes and the Kirstie Alley is like he tries to get out, but he can't because the show can't function 
if he does if he does that. So like there's there's a limit, right? And and I think that character in the in the sitcom that shows you what the limit of the the world that the sitcom can encompass is an, a nice way of seeing what the symbolic does because it points out these limitations. And because of this, it allows for, you know, uh, like uh, creativity and, um, and, and rupture like elsewhere. But there is a, you know, there is like in, in every show, there is a symbolic pack. Like the office like has to be in an office or else it's not the office. And that's not like stupid to, to say, it's just like, that's the limit of the show. Like Jerry has to stay in that apartment. He has to always be a comedian or else it's just not, it's not Seinfeld. It's something else. Um, and, you know, sometimes I'll like, I'll see articles online, like, you know, uh, modern dramas have a problem where, where like characters don't grow. And it's, and it was like, um, they were talking about Mad Men at the time and Walking Dead and Justified. And it's like, if Raylan Givens on Justified grows, he's not a U.S. Marshal anymore. And what's the show? If Don Draper really, really grows and he's not an admin anymore, what's the show? And it's, it's anyway, it's, it's like, I don't That's know. really like, good, Ryan, because yeah. what they're what that critic is saying is, I want a little more imaginary in my television. Yeah, <laughs> and what those shows are doing is saying, look, these people occupy a certain symbolic position, and thus they act right. a certain way. I mean, I think that's really great. That you know, um, Tracy McNulty has this book called "Wrestling with an Angel" with the angel, mm-hmm. and it's a kind of a our friend Tracy McNulty. Uh, 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 she her her point is really there's been this elevation of the category of the real at the mm-hmm. expense of the symbolic. And oh, the, the point of the book is really a kind of defense of the symbolic. And and, wh- and her point is that, look, the symbolic makes these, she's one, she really speaks on behalf of the symbolic bond, right? And, mm-hmm. and what the symbolic enables. And mm-hmm. I think that's what you're pointing to in those shows is really the way in which all these other things get enabled by this, the basis on the basis of the symbolic bond. And even if, even if at times it can be oppressive, mm-hmm. th- there's no oppression necessarily written into the symbolic. I think that's a crucial, a crucial thing because I don't think the symbolic itself. I mean, hierarchies are obviously exist within the symbolic structure, but I don't yeah. think the symbolic structure itself necessarily demands hierarchies. I mean, they get written into it like a big other mm. forms, ideology forms, and we've talked before about what those terms. Well, how those terms relate to the symbolic order, but I think that that or the big other as a as a symbolic authority, but that mm-hmm. I don't think that that authority is necessarily like that. This, you can distinguish the symbolic from that exercise of authority and hierarchy. I think, I, and I think that's no, a Todd. Key. I, I I agree. I think that's the I think that's the role of the imaginary making it. I think that's you know what it's almost like. Um, I'm tempted to say that's almost the role of like reification, like in a, in a Marx sense that like, it's, it's the, it's the, taking the imaginary and making it seem like it's symbolic. Yeah. You know? That's really good. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, one could yeah, do like, a whole yeah. reading of, of the notion of reification in psychoanalytic terms, I think, because usually it's expressed in such non psychoanalytic ways, like as this, as relations between men, this is the term humans that sure. then get, that get translated or get misunderstood as relations between things, right? Like, but, sure. but if that's, but that's such a, and, and Althusser was, Althusser was rightly critical of this as a humanist notion. And so he rejected it. But I think 
like what you're saying, and it, maybe you can flesh it out a little bit, is that mm-hmm. th- actually we can have a psychoanalytic redemption of the notion of reification as a as a redemption of the idea of of the notion of symbolic order. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, and just like very very quickly, maybe it's the first time someone has heard reification. Uh, in it's like it's the um, I mean, well, I know. I mean, you just you just you defined it in one way. W- would you also say like this is the way that I understand it is like uh, like an an artificial uh, process. Okay, all right. Like like engaging in capitalism, and that then be- comes to be seen as like a natural fact of the world. Right. That like right. Yeah. That, or like, that you, you miss the like one of the things about reification is that you miss labor. Right. Like you don't yeah. see the way in which if something if you treat something as reified, you miss like a commodity is reified, you miss the labor that went into producing it. So if you treat your cell phone mm-hmm. in a reified manner, you don't see the way in which kids in the Congo mining for cobalt were necessary to the production of that phone. You just don't see that. You just look at your phone and it's this right. reified object. And so it's distinct mm-hmm. from the relations between people which involve labor. And and also, of course, capitalist exploitation. So that's also missing when you see, when you see reified, re, when you look in a reified way. Yeah, yeah. No, that's really, that's really nice. So, okay. So to, to, to go back to like a previous example about like how like the university or academia or other institutions like enact structural violence is to actually invest in, I think, an imaginary idea that, well, it just has to function this way. And, and like where, where symbolically, like it need not, like, you know, um, like okay a very what would i think what would um to just to bring another person into this i think um like well no i don't need to do this what's the violence of the classroom the violence of the classroom is that i stand up and everybody else sits down on the on the most basic level is like is 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 there's a kind of there's a violence there um and do you think so that i i think yeah, I think so. I mean, it's because the the point. Well, okay, like the, the this that model coming from like that model comes from the like the beginning of like education and like particularly in this country, right? Where like what right. was the what was the point? Was that, that like it was never so much as how to listen to authority, right? And 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 because people were going to go work in factories and you had to listen to your foreman the same way yeah, you had okay. to sit and listen to okay. your teacher. That's what that's I think that's what that's what I mean. And like the um. You can still so like you can still stand up and people can still sit down because it's comfortable or we've gotten used to it. But I think the um, the that underlying uh, like that underlying um, exigence to it, I think, needs to be avowed in the in, in the room to like to, to maybe take away that. I guess I would put it this way to take the imaginary violence out of that symbolic situation. Does that make sense? And I want to reduce it. I just want to have it in the classroom specifically because yeah. it's, it's, I think simpler to, to, to think yeah, of but, those terms, but, but who yeah. really has the authority in the classroom? Right. It's like, the students, of course, because the they can walk right? out. Yeah. 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 And they can not pay but attention, I, which is even worse than walking even out. Even worse. Yeah. Well, <laughs> right. and that, but, but so that's where the, but th- so then I think that that's like, that's part of um, the, what the you're point saying, that you're getting right? at. Yeah. Where yeah. like that needs to, it's the avowal of that, that needs to, to happen for um, maybe, uh, I don't know. I'd like one, I, I, I tire of seeing like, like, like radical pedagogy. I feel yeah, like a very yeah. abused phrase, but I do think that that's, that, I mean, there's certainly like, there's certainly something to that about like, 
like like a disinvesting a disinvesting from the like imaginary fiction of it to allow to maybe to rescue the the, the symbolic aspect. I don't know. Yeah, uh, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I think that's probably right. I mean, I think, I guess what I was thinking was that the that the teacher stands up in front to create this, just like you're saying, imaginary structure mm-hmm. that then hides the fact that <laughs> the students have the power in the classroom, right? Like that's, isn't the whole point not to allow the students to become aware of that, right? Like I think that's, yeah. and so standing up in front creates the well, sense Well, but don't that, you think, see, yeah. I think that, I think that it has to be that you make the students aware of that and then nonetheless, the, you, it functions symbolically the way that it would as if you didn't bring it up. Right. I, I buy that. Yeah, I yeah. buy that. I buy that. I mean, I just, the, the whole, you know, it's funny because every, every, like, Graham, like, like I just think of Gramsci who write, like, all these people that propose radical pedagogy, Gramsci's mm-hmm. like a hero for them. And he was an, ab, he absolutely insisted on a strict classroom structure and hierarchical <laughs> structure because he yeah. thought the other way actually got in the was a barrier to learning you know and so well, I, yeah i mean yeah. i i don't have um well i mean maybe this would be a, a, a whenever i see things like the flipped classroom it never you know which is this phrase maybe people haven't heard it that that is like students teach themselves it's just like i think that the professor is getting away with something yeah i do too I do you too. know and yeah. and and like i i ta'd for a class um where I will not say where this is, where um, it was in, it was not in, in English or in the humanities. And that was the structure of the class where there was a book that everyone had to read. And every class, there was like 40 minutes of presentations from students on a chapter. And then there was discussion. And it, I was just like, what a racket this is. Yeah. Why like, is somebody like getting is, paid to do that? <laughs> so there's like a full professor that is just giving like the structure of the students to teach themselves. And I absolutely know that someone would say like, no, but that's like community building and great. Le-. And it's like, yeah, is it like it's just it's actually a book. Would you say that about a book group? And also, maybe you would. Then why are they paying so much? Yeah. To yeah. just like like that's that 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 it's absolutely absurd. So I so yeah. I once so had I, a professor. I once had a professor. This is related. I once had a professor come in and on the first day of class, had us all design the syllabus for the class. <laughs> and, and I raised my hand in my mind. I didn't really do this, and I said. Yeah to myself, why are we, why are, are you the, you know, it was a class on Frederick Jameson. Yeah. And I thought, I don't know anything about Frederick Jameson. That's why I'm taking the class. Right. Right. Like, and I think, you know, in a way, like that's about this symbolic structure, right? Like that, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that, that what you're even going to a class, what you're trying to understand is something more about the symbolic structure and the symbolic structure can be a vehicle, I think, for transmission of, of knowledge or even of the real. Like I think ideally yeah. in a classroom, you would have these encounters with the real in the midst of the transmission of the knowledge. But I think ironically flipping the classroom is a way to avoid that encounter because you yes. never have to encounter what goes outside of your way of thinking. Like, right. Like that's the whole point that you go to a class to, in, to encounter something that is mm-hmm. going to disturb you and is going to ch- Sorry, it's going to change how you're thinking, and and if if you design the class, then you, you can't do that. Yeah, no, I think that's I think that's really right. I mean, like that. I think that's that's um, that's helpful for me. What I'm what I'm trying to get at, which is that when what people recommend as like the either 
you know, anti-racist or activist, like a pedagogy it, in a way it doesn't actually encounter the classroom or, or it doesn't, it doesn't encounter, it does it changes. I mean, what would you say? Like it, it changes the, like the imaginary function of everything and doesn't like allow the, it doesn't get at how the, like the symbolic space. Yeah. Is, I don't know. Like, yeah. Is that, is that Something like that. Yeah. It? Yeah. 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 I think that's it. I, I, I think that, you know, that to get, to, to, and I also think this is maybe the, what you're getting at and what the problem, like you don't want to make imaginary shifts, right? Like the whole mm-hmm. point is how can we create a different relationship to the real within our symbolic? It seems to yeah. me like that's the idea. And and forming little and, and celebrating little imaginary shifts, that absolutely doesn't do anything or yeah like i i reject the idea that the teacher is the didactic dictator of the room and it's like you said that and then you said you didn't do it and then you but you didn't change anything i think about how the the room works i think that that's normally i think that's what what i've been trying to what i've been trying yeah yeah i know i absolutely think that's right ryan that you you know you you're in a certain structural position so even when you renounce your authority you're renouncing yeah. your authority from a position of authority. Like that, yeah. <laughs> that is, I think, really yes. Lacan's fundamental lesson on the symbolic order. And you're right to connect it to there is no meta language because that means you can't adopt some position in the symbolic order outside of the symbolic order. You can't, yeah. you can't get outside to look at it. And I think that's the, to me, that's the real fundamental lesson. And then I think that the, the hard lesson of it is the mm-hmm. lesson for a, someone in a position of authority that you can't yeah. just... You can't opt out of it. You have to go through it. You have to undermine it through it. You can't, mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. to expose it through the position, not by stepping back and, and trying to get a, a meta perspective on it. Yeah, I think this is why, um, I, I think this is why representation often functions as a lure because you think that you can change like the structure by changing the way that it looks. That like, you know, like that um, we... M- uh, we moved again. I just, I, I have this, this tweet that a student sent me that like, it just, I brought it up in a previous episode. Like it just, it rattles around in my, in my brain a lot. It's like a college saying we're against, uh, you know, we're against a, a systemic racism. And then the, the student is like, baby, you are the systemic racism. And it's like what the way that colleges often operate to try to get out of that is like, well, we're, we're, we're committed to hiring like diverse fa- uh, faculty. And then what, like the actual reality when that happens is that like the, the faculty that gets hired, like to do that, they end up like carrying the burden to, to, to show that the, the college is, is diverse. And then like, so how like, equitable is, I don't know, is, is, is that like, you're, you're just like, I don't know, you, you end up doing this thing where, uh, where like we are, um, we're showing that we're not marginalizing people. And what we're doing is we're going to put people who are marginalized in the position of like having to like, just, I don't know, like bring themselves up to like expand the, the college or university's own profile. I, right. I, they know, have to that, be an advertisement, right? Like that's yeah, what they're, and, they're hired and, and, to be an advertisement. I think that's exactly, often true. Yeah. Yeah. And that is a way of like, you know, that's a, that's a putting the imaginary over the, like over the symbolic. So I think it gets back to, back to like Tracy's thing about like, how do we, cause the real often functions as the hero in the three orders. So how yeah, do you, for Slavoj for sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So is, sure. is the, is there a way to make the symbolic, the, um, like, c- can that be in the position of, uh, like, like the, the heroic and can it, in- can, can, 
can the symbolic, I guess this is the question, right? Can the symbolic remain in that fixed place and still like uh, occasion like a, a kind of radical break or change? Yeah, I don't know. That's a tough one, I think. That's a real tough yeah. one because a couple things, right? Like, so first of all, there the symbolic all, always has a structure of a fiction that there's all, mm-hmm. and at the basis of the symbolic is always this fundamental fiction that everybody within the symbolic has to accept. You made reference to Ameri- like the American dream. Maybe that's the fiction, mm-hmm. or maybe it's the founding thought, whatever the fiction is, right, mm-hmm. in American society. I was talking to these a couple guys, friends of mine from Columbia the other day, and their their point was that American, the American fiction is American exceptionalism. And mm-hmm. even, they thought, even in terms of racism, <laughs> like even when, it's a, <laughs> even when it's a bad thing, Americans have to believe that they're exceptional. <laughs> like, we're the yes. real... We're the racist country, not you. You know, that's really funny because I, I, that's really funny because that does happen a lot where it's like, oh, the right wing turn in America. It's like, this happening elsewhere. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I mean, true. look in Berlin a few days ago, right? Like, My it's, God. Uh, it's yeah. not, uh, it's not just us. Right. And which I think is, you know, in a perverse way of exception. It's like a perverse kind of exception. So maybe that's the narrative. I don't know what the narrative is, but I yeah. think the problem is that there, ha- there always is this fiction or symbolic lie. And I think that's why Slavoj and others, Joan, of course, Joan Kopchik, that, that, that for them, the symbolic is always going to be, never going to be cast in this role as, of the hero, right? Because it's mm-hmm. always enmeshed in this fundamental fiction. And even if we accept it, which I think it's important to accept the necessity of the fiction, right? Like you can't, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like we talked about psycho- the psychotic as someone who takes things literally, believes in the primacy of truth relative to fiction. Mm-hmm. But I th- I do think that that there's still that's still a fundamental limitation in terms of political action, and I, I wonder if we could talk about this, what's just happened in the in the American Basketball League in, the, in oh, precisely yeah, yeah. these terms, yeah, yeah. right? Because mm-hmm. I think I think that really shows maybe the political limits of symbolization and changes in symbolization. Yeah, no, it's a really, really nice point. Like I, this is inspired, uh, shout out to Sean in uh, Dublin. Like, so this, w- w- uh, who sent me an, an email about, uh, about the last episode about where do I see the real in sports? And I, I sent him a, a, an email about um, like the real relative to, um, to, to soccer, proper, proper footy, proper football. And, uh, but there right now, I think in like in America, like again, maybe we're being exceptionalists here, right? Todd Um, is is, like what's, yeah, what's happening in the NBA, like provides like a a really, really nice um, template for looking about how these three orders interact. So um, the, obviously, let's start with uh, the real eruption because that was the thing that really stood out, right? So the real eruption is that um, uh, as a result of the, I mean, he's still alive, right, Uh, uh, Jacob Blake, but, like, the police shooting shot seven times in the back, paralyzing this guy in uh, in Wisconsin, Uh, that the the Milwaukee uh, Bucks refused to play um, a playoff basketball game against the Orlando Magic. And after that, all the other teams that were in the playoffs in the NBA bubble uh, refused to play at at a protest for, uh, for two days. And... Um, they, the concession that they, I think this is a, this is a side topic. What, what they gained from the owners is that in different, in, I don't know if it's, it's not every arena in every state, but in across the country, NBA arenas are going to act as a uh, voting centers right. in November. 
Um, which on the one hand you think like, oh, that's great because, you know, it, it gets so hard to, to vote like Republicans, like close po- polling places. But, and it's like, yes, th- that's, that's good. Um, why does a private organization and a capitalist, why does that have to guarantee basic democracy to, uh, to, to Americans? Like that's like a little, like that, that's just not, it's, it's, that's not great. Like that's, a, that's a thing that's like, it's, a, it's and on the one hand, a material good that in, in different, in these different places that, that more people can vote who otherwise wouldn't have had access to. But it's one of those things that just shows like how like fucked up this country is toward like, toward uh, uh, democracy and that like the democracy itself is negotiable. Um, right. And, and so anyway, that's, yeah, it's I, interesting I, what what Badu. This is a nice Badu versus Angley kind of issue, right? Like he <laughs> yeah. he, has, he always claims that you know whenever there's an outbreak of genuine political action, people always call for voting in order to 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 denude it from its political mm-hmm. of its political power. And this he would just, I mean, he doesn't care about American basketball, which is a limitation no. on his part. But um, I think he would <laughs> if he saw this situation. That's exactly what he'd say here. I was thinking of, you know, th- that's. It's less. It's not as clear. I don't think that that's an imaginary or a, a symbolic response. It kind of is, but mm-hmm. I, I was thinking of. So they initially the players led. I think. Oh like, yeah, no, sorry. Ty- that, was, that was yeah separate. So that, I just wanted to park that to one side. Yeah, I no, I think it, no, but it's a good. It's yeah. important. I think, but but yeah. initially the players led by Kyrie Irving, who maybe because he believes the Earth is flat has dubious uh, credibility. But but anyway, then this issue maybe he was right. Um, yeah. uh, so he he thought they shouldn't play at all. And then one of the so they made this what I think would be a real eruption, like a strike is a real eruption and a, mm-hmm. a real break within the symbolic structure. And the deal, and so the 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 NBA owners were, you know, they they stood to lose quite a bit of money. And their response was to say, okay, we'll let you put the name like Black Lives Matter or Freedom or Equality, you can put or Education Reform, which is the one that's the funniest to see on someone's back <laughs> instead of your name. So you mm-hmm. have so they don't have their names on their back of their jersey except at the bottom. They have this slogan from some political slogan. And so, what I love is, do you know the one slogan you're not allowed to have? What is that? It's hashtag Free Hong Kong. Really? Yeah, you are not allowed to have that on your back in the NBA. Yeah. So that well, is, it's pretty, so that's an interesting, to me, that's an interesting That's a symbolic way, limit. Right, it's a <laughs> symbolic limit, right, which they laid yeah. out. But it's, regardless of that, even though I think that's pretty horrible, um, what I like about that is that, about this structure is what it shows, I don't like it at all, but I think what mm-hmm. it shows is the way in which the real, this real eruption of the strike, this eruption of the real and the strike, becomes symbolized in these names on the back. And then once you've watched for more than, I don't know, half a game, you don't even, you don't even read the thing on the back. You don't even look at it. Yeah. You just look, you, you know, the players by look, or you look at the name on the back of, below the Jersey on the bottom of the Jersey, you don't even see whatever the thing is they're, they're calling for. Yeah. So it's completely integrated into the, which means it's integrated in the symbolic, like the team name, right? Like you don't, yeah. you don't look at them playing on the court and see the team name. You just don't, it's just, it's, it's, you're blind to it. And I think that's the same way with the, with these so, so-called political slogans. Yeah. So just to like, to, to, to nail that down, what, like, what, what Todd's like looking, looking at here and and what we want to, are trying to emphasize is that like there, this, this rupture, this break in the reel of, of a player strike and protest. And that led to a negotiation that allowed for this radical 
political gesture to become part of the NBA jersey. But after time, that just becomes a part of the symbolic space. Right. That that it 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 loses the the I mean to go back to Baju, it's it was kind of a way of taking the event and just making it the situation and like like exhausting it like immediately. I had a friend who you know what he wanted, and I, I think I mean it, this is one of these things where it's 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 not likely. I mean, and kind of implausible, but I think that this would have sustained the event of the protest is like the players, like, like the star players saying like, uh, well, you can be the NBA. We're going to start our own league. Yeah. And it's, and it's all going to be, and it's just, uh, it's, it sucks that it's a comic thing, the justice league, because they could have called themselves the justice league. And that would have been, that'd have been pretty great. Um, like, Obviously, that's not like that's that's it's not gonna have that that wouldn't happen. But that is the kind of thing that would like sustain the like the 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 politics proper to it's this. It's a fantasy of workers of the world unite, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah, right. Yeah. Instead, what happens is the like the symbol comes in to to the space, and yeah, it jarring at first to see, you know, Black Lives Matter players kneeling before the game, like the, the, some of the things on people's back. Jalen Brown, uh, a player for the, um, for the Celtics, he did, he, I I thought, um, I don't know if you saw this, like, I I think he had a way of, 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 like, I think reintegrating the the radicality of this. Yeah, I agree. On the back of his jersey, it says liberation and he's number seven. And he, he had this tweet saying that after what happened to Jacob Blake, he looks at his jersey and all he can see is a black man being shot seven times in the back. Yeah. And and like that, I, I think is, is, is like pretty powerful. But it like, you know, again, it requires a, a kind of like a, a, a reorientation to the symbolic space to, to continue to see the radicality of that message. Right. And that. I think is, and that's why the symbolic doesn't often play the hero uh, in, in this is because it seems like w- what it does is it, it, it flattens. It just makes part of a, a exchange. It normalizes and trivializes things that at one point were uh, radical and, uh, and, and, and eruptive. And then it just became the way the, like, like um, a signification and symbolic exchange as such. And so what, but, so what but, do you th- so but yeah, Ryan, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I would just say that notion that you brought forward the, of the players forming their own league, I mean, that would still be a symbolic structure. But yeah, it would have, very nice. That's nice, Todd. Yeah. yeah, but it would have a different relation to the real, right? Like, that's yeah. the whole point. The point is not to go try to live in the real constantly because that's impossible, nor is the point to cynically say, oh, we're always stuck in the symbolic. There's nothing we can do, right? I think those are the predominant yeah. two moves that people mm-hmm. make. At least mm-hmm. theoretically, as they're thinking mm-hmm. about things. That, and I think instead, the point is, how can we adjust through these real eruptions, adjust mm-hmm. the symbolic so that we have a different relationship to the real, so that we have more, that we're, we're more proximate to it, or that our encounters with it are facilitated, or mm-hmm. that we're not repressing, perhaps, the encounter with it. I think there's all kind, or we're not disavowing the encounter with it. Mm-hmm. Like, I think there are all these ways in which we can make. The re, the, a different relationship, constitute a different relationship to the real. And I don't think that means, you know, re, like create a new symbolic, right? Like I don't, yeah. I think, or, yeah. or create some different kind of symbolic. No, I think that it's just how do we make this adjustment 
you know what you know ben walter benjamin's notion of utopia would be everything as as it is with a slight difference and hmm. i think you know i i don't like the idea of utopia at all but i like that idea of just we just need to make a little slight difference and then that's that's yeah. what that's the adjustment yeah i like that a lot um that's really good i think that 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 idea brings together um you know uh like, okay, two people who after, I don't know, two people who listen to our podcast, like, um, like encountering each other and playing out, I don't know, the exchange that we did, like, and like laughing about it. That's not adopting the position of the, right. of the psychotic. That's like, that's like actually like, it, that's, it's having a, I mean, it's having with a, an, um, a, it's having almost, you know, cause we always talk about the real as an encounter. It's almost like having an encounter of the symbolic, Right. Right. Like right. Through, right. Through right. Real, and and, right. and I think maybe that's that's the whole thing. Like, I think that's what I, um you know, I, I was trying to, to to get to with uh, like the, the classroom and what like the, the the university, like as an activist structure. Like, like, I think right. that's the I think that's the that's the that's that is the um, that's that's the lesson is that like, how do you how, how do you encounter the symbolic? Right. Like, how do you see the air? Yeah. And, yeah. Like, and, yeah. yeah, I was just going to say, like, I had this experience this morning and I, I wonder where it fits within that dynamic so I, I'm just taking it's oh, yeah. <laughs> just, I, purely ironic that we were talking about the symbolic today and, and I happen to have this experience it never happened to me before so I'm walking just taking my morning uh, constitutional and I'm walking past this bus stop and there's one woman there and she says she says something to me I had my headphones in so I couldn't I said what's that and she goes are you are you are you supposed to look like an authority and I, or, or were you sent by the authorities? And I said, I said, no. And she goes, well, that's good because you don't, you're not dressed like an authority. That's not the dress of an authority. So, and I was like, okay. <laughs> I said, okay, good. And then I walked on, and I thought, wow, like it was clearly out of any, like I did. It was an encounter that obeyed certain of the conventions of our symbolic order. Mm-hmm. Like she asked me, can I ask you a question? But then it just totally departed with this kind of question. But, you know, so I think that, like, maybe what we're getting at is a kind of openness to that kind of encounter that that goes mm-hmm. against, like, I wasn't, I'm not using myself as an exemplar because I was pretty close. I was like, what the hell is going on here? Um, <laughs> that goes against what the usual structure is. I don't know. Mm-hmm. How do you, what do you say about that encounter? What do you, what is it? What would I say? Yeah, I mean, I think that the the uh, the the tricky thing. It's so funny because when since we're doing this episode in this way, like I I think as a you know as a student of psychoanalytic theory from like uh, Zizek and Kopchak, uh, and obviously taught by by you, like like I my inclination is to make the real the hero in that situation, or at least the most significant part. And so it's it's kind of it's almost to me it, it's fight fighting a little bit against um my 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 nature to emphasize what my what my inclination is to to emphasize what is done there is it an the, encounter in, with in the, the symbolic real. yeah it's like yeah. to me i would just say like oh that's an encounter with the real right. so that's so, what i felt when i left i have to say like i'm like yeah. well that was really an encounter with the real the other thing that made it more real for me so to speak was mm. that i'm I'm constantly my attire is constantly a subject of of uh, <laughs> what do you what would you call it like disparagement or or, uh, or discussion yeah. or what you know so like yeah. I'm, I don't dress well and so the fact that she 
linked my the way that I dressed to my lack of authority. <laughs> I thought yeah. it was pretty was was a way that, in which again it suggests this real like she hit at this kernel of my own subjectivity <laughs> and like God knows how she did it right like it it was just purely contingent. Yeah, that is a, as the kids say a read. That was right. what, she, right. what, right. she, what she did. <laughs> um, so, so, but I think, so I, I, I wonder then is just consistent with the, like the last thing that we, that we got to about like how, like is the point to in, in like in, encounter the symbolic, maybe that's, maybe that's what's happening right now in you and I having this conversation. So you have, so what happened to you was like an, an encounter with the, with the real and the, it's just actually like a flip of the emphasis to say that like, um, I don't know, is the, is the symbolic playing the hero being that like, we can even talk about it. Yeah. 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 You know, like, like, no, like I think it, that's it, right. It's, it's a mundane kind of heroism. It, right. it does not wear a cape, uh, you know, as, as people say, but yeah. it, it, it is, it is like our, our, our just the capacity to even like speak about this at all. And to know, like, like I think everyone hearing that, like that story knows that like, that's not a, that's a kind of assaulting thing to hear. And it's just, or at the very least, it's like, it's not typical. Right. And that, and that we all know that that lets us see the air a little bit. Yeah. And, yeah, and, yeah. and, and, yeah. and maybe that's, maybe that's the important thing. Yeah. Ryan, I think it's so good because I think the symbolic is always the background. So yeah. that, and I think this is why Lacan late in his career got so consumed with the Borromean knot, which mm. which connects symbolic, imaginary, and real. And so you never get this moment of one without the other. So mm-hmm. even when you're having this encounter with the real, it's always within the symbolic background. It's never outside of that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that's really good. I think that's really good. Yeah, we're going to have to do, I think at the end of this, maybe not immediately after, we're going to have to do the like one on the Baromian knot because it gets into these, if people want to, I don't know, read ahead. I, I, I To me, the best expression of this is in the preface to the second edition of uh, Zizek's For They Know Not What They Do, where what he talks about is how each of these three orders, like individually, has the three orders within it. Right. So there is right. a real, real, a, a real imaginary, a real symbolic. And like, I like it's uh, that man, does that sound like getting into like a jargony, like hellhole? And I brought this up to someone who was being a, uh, a, a they were not accepting of the conversation. And they said, like, well, is there a real, real, real? And, I, and like, <laughs> how far does it go? And I was like. All right. Well, like, we yeah. can stop talking yeah. about this yeah. now. Like, like, like the so we will like we'll get that to that eventually. But the, yeah. the point just I think for now is that like, you know, as we're as we're doing these like episodes, like treating each order individually, like I think like we're trying to to specify what's at each one. And it is just really it's it's not just hard to do that without talking about the others. It is it's impossible. impossible. It's impossible. Yeah, because right. they're 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 inextricable and they like they they lean on support each other. They arrive all at once, just as uh, like, you know, Lacan gets, it's not brick by brick, you know, or, or bit by bit. Um, right. as he's really clear about in, uh, in, in seminar two, in the beginning of, of, of articulating at least the, the symbolic order in the way that, that he does and the way that we've tried to like suss out here. Um, so like it's, it's, so the, the, the point is, can you get to a position where you see the orders as like, they're dif- interrelatedly functioning. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah like, yeah. like, and yeah. is that, can, is, is that what you can do? And I think yeah. that that's, that's what we tried to get at with, uh, with this, with this episode and, yep. and, and like working through the different examples. How can you see 
you know, how can you see the symbolic function in the classroom differently? How can you get the symbolic structure of the university differently? How could you, like, what, what can you do in sport, right, to, to right. maintain the radicality right. of a political movement and change the symbolic space? Like, in, just in conversation and seeing someone. I think that that's, like, what we've been trying to get at is, like, you need to be able to get to this position to, like, n- not necessarily see it afresh, but to see, like, how it always functions and yeah. that even though you had that interaction with that woman, y- you're not likely to have that again for at least a little while. Like probably my whole so- life, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. like if yeah. someone is at a bus stop and they say hi to you, they'll probably just say hi. And right. like, like, you know, like that's most likely going to happen. Right. Like, because right. that's how, that's how the symbolic works. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. So the lesson is, I think, uh, watch the NBA. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, we could use we could use some 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 luck for the uh, for the Celtics. I think. Yeah, we so, could. Uh, That's good. Extra, be extra eyeballs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Over and out, Ryan. Over and out, Todd.